my recommendations for summer shredding, first of all, would be to start three months ago because it is, <laughs> it is summer now. So if you're trying to get lean for summer, the first and foremost thing you need to do is watch your podcast every day thank you brother or girl i don't know i can't tell by your name but i appreciate it a lot love you guys you're awesome guys thank you guys love the podcast keep up the good work thank you man we're already getting people on this is dope so we're gonna do a live q a right now theo um if you guys haven't been paying attention theo just had a baby. So baby Olivia is here. So he is out and I am uh, running the show by myself. Actually, I'm not because let's be honest. <laughs> Michael does all the work with the fancy stuff over there. I just ramble on the mic. Love the podcast. Good people joining. So if you guys have questions and you want to get them answered on the podcast, ask away. Once we click record, I'm pretty much going to be just going in the zone on the mic. But Anything you ask on here, I will try to get into the show. Um, hi from Hungary. What is good? That's my family. I got family over in Hungary, Budapest. So shout out to you if you are over in Budapest. Um, man, it's crazy. I, I'm, gonna pl I'm planning a trip to Budapest sooner or later, so I'm going to get out there and, and kick it. But uh, yeah, if you guys have questions, give us a shout. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, by the way, jump over there and subscribe right away. The more subscribers, the better, the bigger we can grow and the more value and free content we can deliver to you guys. We appreciate you all for subscribing and listening seriously. So, um, are we already recording? We're, we're good to go. We're good to go. So we got a Q and a today. So I think we're just going to pretty much, um, jump right into things. Uh, I got, I'm, I'm on Instagram live. So guys, if you're listening to this and you are not on our Instagram yet, go check us out at, at mind underscore verse underscore muscle. Check us out, uh, so follow us and subscribe to the podcast, obviously, but that way you can ask us questions uh, personally. You can also email us, but it's easier if you direct message us or comment on our stuff on the Instagram. So we're trying to grow that so we can do it for sure. So we already got a question right off the bat. So I'm just going to go straight off of this. How much cardio should one do who wants to shed body fat, but not too much weight? Man, this is, this is a really uh, complicated question because it really just depends on your, it's an individualized thing. So how much training are you doing? How much recovery are you utilizing? How many calories are you taking? How much weight do you actually have to lose? How much body fat do you actually have to lose? How quick are you going about it? So what I would suggest, and this is actually backed by studies, is to go about it from a nutrition standpoint more so than a calorie standpoint. The more you can create a deficit via your nutrition versus trying to create a huge deficit through your cardio, the better. Um, couple of reasons. One, cardio takes time, but it also down regulates your hormones. And on top of that, your body can adapt to, to cardio pretty quickly compared to nutrition, compared to strength training, compared to all these other things. So what you're going to want to do is actually just create a deficit via your calories. So start tracking your calories, figure out your macros, dial that in. If you don't know how to hire a coach or somebody who can do that for you, try to lose as much body fat as you can via nutrition versus cardio. Now, that being said, what I do like to do is recommend at least 
some form of cardio just from a health perspective. I always suggest everybody get 10K steps a day because just stepping is gonna be really big and just, just walking and moving more is gonna be good for your body and good for your health. But on top of that, you should probably get, I would suggest anywhere between one to three times a week of some high intensity interval training, whether that's boot camp style, whether that's ropes, whether that's prowlers and sleds or airdyne bikes, I would suggest between there. Once you go above three times, that's when we're tapping into uh, the, I should say like a hormonally negative kind of land, right? That's when we're kind of pushing the limits. We're kind of tiptoeing on that fine line of going too far. So you don't want to do too much of that style of cardio or just cardio in general, okay? So what I would suggest is doing one to three times a week of cardio. Pick intervals because it gets done quicker. It, it doesn't harm your metabolism as much. It actually can increase your metabolism. And do the most of your body fat shedding, especially since summer's coming up, through your nutrition, okay? All right, so we got another one here. What the best food to eat before and after working out from the underscore movement? She had a lot of ease in there. So uh, what's the best food to eat before and after working out? I Honestly, I think that really just depends on the person. It uh, For me, my pre-workout meal is the same every single day because I know it sits well in my body. And I personally train at about 10, 11 a.m. So I wake up, I have coffee, I go on a walk fasted, which is usually five to 10 minutes and it's more of a meditative thing. And then I have an omelet with mushrooms and spinach and a couple whole eggs and oatmeal every single day. And then I have a banana. So the reason behind that for me is I have a little bit of starch, but not too much to where I'm having digestive issues or too much fiber where I'm having digestive issues. That's why like my omelet has very minimal veggies, just has some spinach and mushrooms. And then I have a banana. So that banana is going to be that sugar, that immediate glucose, that, that sugar that's going to absorb very quickly to give me energy. So before your workout, you're probably going to want to have something more fast digesting. So more starchy, more sugar-based, more like that's why people you'll still see the if it fits your macros crowd eating like candy and stuff before you work out. It's the same thing if you eat like a banana or something quick. That's what I would suggest eating before if you're eating within an hour of your training. Now, if you have two to three hours, you can pretty much have any carb with a protein, okay? The biggest thing for everybody out there, because everybody's going to have a different carb limit depending on their goal and their body type, you got to have protein two to three hours before. You should probably have protein one to three hours after. That's the biggest thing. Now, if you're going to add carbs into it, have some high, uh, high glycemic, fast digesting carbs before and after your workout and you're golden. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing is going to be calories in versus calories out. Justin Jenkins, what's good, brother? I haven't talked to you in forever, man. <laughs> Please inform me. How did you grow your beard so nicely? And what products do you use? Thank you. You know what's funny is we actually just recorded a podcast and we were like, so what's going on? What's new with Cody? And I was talking about my beard. Yep. So uh, I use, um, it's called Beard Butter. And it's uh, fuck, it's like Majestic or something like that. It's some company, uh, Marquise. You, you can actually uh, look him up. Marquise underscore the underscore barber, I think is his name. That's my barber. He gave it to me. Beard Butter, bro. And it's it's growing thicker and it's growing softer. And, it, and it's actually working. So um, let's get on to uh, what we have written here. So we're going to keep answer, asking these or answering these questions. If you guys want to keep asking questions, keep firing them away and we'll, we'll try to do our best. All right. Well, the first question has actually been asked quite a few times as we gear up and get closer to summertime now. Um, what are your recommendations for shredding for the summer? So summer shredding. So, uh, you know, what's funny is like, and the reason I wanted to like go back to these questions of people that have been asking this is simply because... Everybody has seen the uh, Zac Efron stuff coming out, yep. right? And I will give him credit. That dude is shredded for uh, Baywatch, which I actually want to go see. It looks hilarious. So 
what I kind of don't like to use is because a lot of these guys have been, um, actually a lot of actors have actually been caught, but a lot of actors have been known to take drugs when, and not necessarily steroids. There's other drugs out there that aren't as serious as the steroids that make you massive, like clenbuterol and things like that, that really do shred you up quickly. And I don't really blame them. They're getting paid millions of dollars. And at the end of the day, it's their choice. But the thing I don't like is that they promote these workout programs and nutrition and all these things they're doing in these magazines that have nothing to do with what actually got them the results, right? So the whole Zac Efron thing was bugging me because I actually went through his program and it just, it goes against a lot of the principles that I preach. So like he, when you look through his program, he's doing like five to one ratio on some of the days of vertical pulling to horizontal pulling, which is just a no-go for your shoulders. Um, and, And it's just so much lat work without any upper back, any rhomboid, anything like that, no rear delt stuff. He had him doing like a lunge with a dumbbell front raise, and it's just completely anterior dominant, very minimal posterior chain. Just really in in the order of operations throughout the program is just like pointless. So if you're out there and you were looking at the um, Zac Efron program, do not buy it. That's like – and I'm not – I don't know who the trainer is. I don't know his name. I'm not trying to talk shit on him, but don't buy it. Don't recommend it. Um, if you need help with that stuff, you can hit us up. We'll help you out. We'll try to guide you the best we can, and we'll, we'll show you what we do. Um, and you can listen to the podcast, and we, we break that down quite a bit. Um, but my recommendations for summer shredding, first of all, would be to start three months ago because it is <laughs> <laughs> it is summer now. So if you're trying to get lean for summer, the first and foremost thing you need to do is get your nutrition right. If you're not eating well, you got to get get that part handled because nutrition is going to be the biggest mover to seeing less fat and more muscle on your body, period. Anybody who wants to get really, really lean, that's what you have to do. So um, if you're going to get your nutrition right, number one, get enough protein in. I would suggest eating anywhere between four to six meals a day. Try to get protein in every single meal. And you can literally do it like one or two handfuls a day or shoot for 25 to 45 grams of protein per meal depending on your body size. The next thing I would do, Eat at least two to four cups of greens per day. This is going to make sure you're getting all your micronutrients in. It's going to make sure you're getting your fiber in. It's going to make sure you're staying full throughout the day. The next thing I would do, drink a gallon of water per day. Okay. The other thing I would do is target your fats around healthy fat sources. So I mean things like avocados, things like fish. Get your fish oil in or or eat fatty fish, organic grass-fed butter, whole eggs. Getting these fats in is like hormonally going to be so much better for you. You're going to have better performance in the gym. Your metabolism is going to be stimulated. You're going to stay full and you're going to be healthier all around. And when you're healthy, you're going to perform better and that's going to lead to less fat, more muscle on your body. The next thing I would do is simply put your carbohydrates around your workout. This is going to essentially lower your carbohydrates through the day so you're not grazing and eating a bunch of snack food and eating a bunch of carbs all day. But they're also going to get utilized a little bit more efficiently because carbohydrates will get stored as glucose and glycogen a little bit better around your workout because when we train, we actually stimulate uh, insulin sensitivity a little bit better. So we absorb those, we utilize them, we break them down, use them for fuel, use them for recovery, and we perform better. So if you can have protein every meal, eat healthy fats only, drink plenty of water, get your greens in, and then you uh, surround your carbohydrates pre and post-workout, I guarantee you will start shredding body fat. Now, if you're already lean and you wanna get really lean, you just need to hire a coach. Even for me, when I when, it, when it's time for me to get shredded, I hire a coach because at the end of the day, a coach can d- come in, dial things in for you, and break it down how you need to and give you an individualized program. So that's the nutrition piece. Now, the training piece. Don't put cardio on a pedestal. What I would suggest is actually strength training more often. So strength training at least 
three or four times a week and focus on compound movements. You should be squatting once or twice a week. You should be deadlifting once or twice a week and you should be pressing once or twice a week. The rest of your days should be filled with pulling movements. So two to one ratio of pulling to pushing and just strength training. And there's plenty of great programs out there. There's plenty of coaches willing to do that. I have plenty of articles on boomboomformance.com. We have all these episodes that we've done on how to program. Theo did a full episode on strength training, didn't he? Because yep. I was out of town. And that one breaks down literally every principle you could possibly think of of how to strength train. So the big thing is is just break it down how you should break it down, right? Train right, train hard, get after it, and don't utilize cardio over uh, too much. Okay. And then uh, last but not least, 10,000 steps a day. If you're already at 10,000, go for 12,000. That's your cardio. Like, I think people under underutilized neat. And I did a video on my YouTube about that, breaking down like all these studies and everything. Like, Neat is so useful for, for just shredding some extra body fat. All right. Lulu sent in a question and uh, she'd mentioned that she goes on, I don't know if it's for work, but she's in the car a lot and had a question about movements for after being in the car for long car rides. All right. Shout out to Lulu. Um, Lulu asked pretty much, I think what she said is she for, I think it's for work or something. She drives for hours and hours on the road and she was wondering about, exercise activity or mobility drills that she can do uh, when she's driving for a really long time so first and foremost you probably shouldn't be doing anything while you're driving and the way she asked the question kind of sounded like she wants to be exercising in her car or truck while she's driving which, <laughs> so don't do that but what i would suggest is it's hard to say because you don't know what her job is right if she has right. like a deadline to get there it's different but what i always suggest to people is stop as frequently as you can and i know a lot of people are in a rush to just get wherever they want to get but if you're on a road trip what i tend to do is i stop at least once an hour wow. right so every like it's almost like an uh, imam right every minute <laughs> yeah. on the minute you do an exercise every hour on the hour you stop and get out of your car and just move extend right so we when we, we sit down we got to look at we're in an anterior flexed position. So our shoulders are crunched forward because I'm driving. My hips are in a flexed position because I'm sitting. So essentially all of my flexors on my body are turning on. So what you want to do is get outside and extend. Hyperextend your back. Hyperextend your shoulders. Lock out your legs. Squeeze your glutes and just straighten out your hips. So just stretch period, right? Um, especially your hip flexors and especially your shoulders. So it depends, right? Like if, if you can do some exercise, I would literally just do some basic hip mobility and some basic upper back work. So like what I tend to do is like if I'm sitting a lot, I'll literally, and you can do this with water bottles. I think I did a post about this, right? Like water bottles. I was doing like Y raises on the floor of my hotel. Oh, with you remember the water that? Bottle, yeah. So like take a water bottle or something. It can be a pound and you'll get a workout and just do Y raises or face pull motions with those. And you can hold it at the top squeeze. You can even do a body weight. Work your upper back, extend your shoulders back, extend your hips, stretch your hip flexors, do glute bridges, things like that. Like you don't have to overcomplicate it and think you need this crazy thing. If you stopped every hour on the hour, stretch your hip flexors, did 10 glute bridges and op did like 10 face pulls with two water bottles, you would feel so much better and you would avoid being in too much of a flex position for too long of a period of time. That OO workout every hour on the hour. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, Justin had a question. He says, few things. Um, what are a few things that you automatically pack for your diet when you travel or those things that you grab first thing when you get to where you're going? So the automatic things I pack first. So whenever I travel, I tend to like, I stock up on a couple of things. I used to, so this is hard for me now. I tend to fast when I travel a little bit because if I got a, I don't want to eat a bunch of bullshit and I got to pay 
$22 for a small pack of jerky at the airport, which is crazy. (laughs) But I used to pack protein powder and some protein bars because I'm like, you know what? That's better than nothing. And it gives me something to bring Mm. now because I've been trying to cut out protein powders, protein bars and all these things and just trying to eat really clean and really healthy and whole foods. What I've been focusing on is actually I'll either bring or buy beef jerky and I just suck it up and pay way too much because it's it's worth the health to spend a little extra money. So I always bring beef jerky. Um, I tend to bring um, usually like jerky sticks if I can. Like they have ostrom sticks, which is like ostrom meat. Yeah, yeah, ostrom sticks are great. On it has some really good like um, I don't know what they're called, but they're like buffalo sticks. They're like beef bars. Um, Caveman has some great, uh, they're like protein bars, but they're completely made out of meat, chicken, whatever meat you want. Mm-hmm. Um, they have jerky as well. So I, I literally stick to like lean protein meats or I just fast. And, and what I do is, and this is what I recommend to people traveling. Now, if, if you're, if you're somebody and, and we're all at different levels, that's what we have to remember here. If, if you're at a point in your life where you are just eating for lack of a better term, shitty, and you're just not on point with anything, you're, you're not training a lot, you're not dived into nutrition, you're not as disciplined as me, which is fine, I understand that, because this is my career and my job, I've been doing this for seven plus years, I get it, but if you're at that point where you're not fully dived in and committed to that, then maybe you do go with some Quest bars, some some protein shakes, and stuff like that, because it is better than the options that you usually go with. Now, if you're someone like me who is a little more committed, then I would suggest jerky. Jerky sticks, jerky bars, jerky in general is always going to be your go-to. It's high protein. It's low fat. It's relatively low carb unless you get like teriyaki dipped sauce, like whatever. You know what I mean? And it's easy to pack and it won't go bad. Super easy to pack. It doesn't go bad. I I would suggest that. Get the naturals, the most natural kind you can. Um, That would be my go-to. Now, what I tend to do is I I will fast depending on day. So I usually take late. I like to take red eyes or late flights and then I get to the hotel, pass out, wake up, and then I have the whole day. But uh, if that's the case, I just eat a good dinner before. A lot of times my flight will be between 8 to 10 p.m. I'll get to the airport. I go straight to Quidoba or Chipotle. I eat a big salad and then I get on the plane. Then I don't eat till the next day. And then I'm, I'm cool. I'm in my macros, whatever. Like everything's fine. Um, or I simply, and this is where I'm going to really suggest people, research where you're staying. Whenever I travel, I go to this hotel and I know that these restaurants are around it. I know that this supermarket is around it. I know that this gym's around it because I want to maintain this healthy lifestyle. And, and the one of the biggest reasons people fall off and aren't consistent with their nutrition, with their training, with the results they're seeing is because they travel, they have some event and it throws them off completely. So if you can make sure that you're on top of that, research where you're staying. And what I do with my online coaching is I'll actually do that for them. Because I think that's that only makes sense that they're paying for that service. They'll hit me up and they'll go, here's where I'm staying. And a lot of times, if they don't already, it depends. Like if the person's struggling with nutrition, I, I look up the restaurants and the grocery stores around it too. But at least the gym or the hotel gym and I send them a program. So that way we go to the gym. We know what's available, what we're training. You don't get there and go, fuck, this place only has dumbbells up to 20 pounds in a treadmill. I didn't prepare for this. Fuck it. I'm just not going to do anything, right? You go there knowing they have that and you have a program that's going to smash you with 20-pound dumbbells and you understand that. So my go-tos are are pretty much jerky. (laughs) Jerky and Chipotle. Long-winded answer for jerky and Chipotle, but that's the truth. All right. uh, Bodhi, looking for advice for – he says, I need advice to gain weight for us little frame people. Uh, I've watched you now, you, Cody – now for almost two years and you're really crushing it and it's amazing to see how far you've transformed so how can us little frame people gain some weight 
Um, shout out to Bodhi. I appreciate you following me for two years and uh, watching my transformation, man. That's really it, it's always really cool seeing that and hearing that. And I know I know Theo shares some of those too. So as the Mindverse Muscle brand and vision and movement grows, uh, I know these people will see a lot of that as well, and we love that stuff. So, uh, but his question is is how do we help these little frame people? <laughs> get bigger. So how do we, how do skinny guys gain weight? Um, it's too bad Theo's not on the show for this one, man, because he, this, he lived this. So, um, and here's the deal is like, so, and I've been through this too. I lost a lot of weight, like between 40 to 50 pounds. Um, and then I came to vigor as the skinny guy. So this in like, it was before Theo was there. So he became the skinny okay. guy. So <laughs> I was like, I literally was like, I was like this 19 year old, just like, like skinny didn't care about, I didn't really care about getting big because I was finally lean, right? Okay. Like I lost right. 40, 50 pounds. So for me, I was like gaining weight. What? I would be way too worried about that. Right. Yep. So it depends where you're at. So here's how I approach it. So, and I'm going to use a couple different examples. Um, right now I actually have a guy shout out to, uh, Danny, if he's listening to this, uh, one of my online clients, he came to me at about 149 pounds and he's sitting at 160 ish pounds now. And he's only been with me for three to four months. So the cool thing about him is he started from ground zero. He came to me. He was like, I don't really strength train. I've been in the gym a couple of times, but I want to gain weight. I'm tired of being skinny. I want to get big. So if that's you, if you're at a point in your life where you, you're really not advanced in the gym and you haven't been in there grinding for a long time, you can damn near do anything and just eat a lot of food and you're going to gain weight. The smartest thing to do is what Danny did. He hired me. I gave him a program that was going to keep him in the gym, not overdo it and actually keep him healthy. So a lot of people go into the gym and they do these crazy bodybuilding splits that they find in flex magazine. And it just destroys their body. They get no recovery. They, they break down the muscle so hard that it doesn't actually stimulate growth and be, have the opportunity to adapt and grow that they don't get results. And they're doing chest day, back day, shoulder day when they should be doing more full body or upper lower splits. So find somebody who's going to program properly for you and give you a program that actually is individualized to your body, your training history, your goal, how many times a week you can actually make it to the gym. Um, that's first and foremost. Now, if you're somebody who has been in the game for two, three years and you're trying to gain more weight and get past that plateau you're at, my suggestion for you is to do what you're not doing now. The best program you can possibly do is what you haven't done before. So for me, I've been doing an upper lower split for a long time. If I wanted to gain a lot of weight, I would probably switch it up and do like a full body split because I know that would hit me hard. I haven't done it in a while. And then I would have one day as a specialization day where I hit one body part, which my choice would probably be arms all day. <laughs> but the point is, is do what you haven't done. Find a different way of stimulating the muscle. If you stayed in the eight to 15 rep range for the last two years, try jumping on the three to six rep range and really train your strength for the next eight to 12 weeks. Like really try to lift some heavy weights and you'd be surprised how much bigger you'd get from training in those heavy loads at a lower rep range because you're not used to it. Your body hasn't adapted to that stimulus yet. So I would say the best thing to do is what you haven't done before. Now for nutrition, nutrition is going to be really it's, it's calories in versus calories out. I would suggest eating 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight at most. If you're trying to gain weight and you're trying to be in a really big calorie surplus, you don't need more than one gram per pound of body weight. Um, leave that for people who are trying to diet because they need the extra calories from a, a macro that's not gonna gain fat, which is protein, and it helps them stay satiated. So what I would suggest for you is to get probably half, at least half your body weight in, in fats and at least double your 
body weight and carbs. But the big thing is going to be getting in a calorie surplus. So if you're not gaining weight now, track your calories, see where you're at. Let's say you're at 2,000 calories and you want to gain weight. You need to add calories. So I would suggest adding 250 to 500 calories depending on the severity of how quick you want to gain. So if you're like, I don't, I don't want to get fat, I just want to slowly gain, I would add probably 150 to 200 calories. See what happens to your body weight. Do it with carbs, maybe a little bit of fat. See what happens let it get adjusted, and then just keep bringing your calories up slowly as you need to to keep gaining weight if you're not. But anybody gaining more than two pounds a month is just gaining fat. It's going to be damn near impossible to gain more than that unless you've literally never touched a weight in your life. So I hope that breaks it down. And we did have a question from Instagram Live. Feel the burn. Feel the burn. What's good? Feel the burn. What do you think is the best way to prevent a binge eating episode? Oh, shit. I think the best way to prevent a binge eating episode is there's a couple things I would do. One, I would find a support system. If you don't have a support system and you feel like you're all alone, you need to clarify who is your support system and, and find out that you're probably not all alone. Because a lot of times what I find people do is it's more of an emotional thing. And what happens is they reach once they reach out to people or they get in a group of people like I know I'm in a coaching group of guys. And I have a coach, he's a life business coach and he calls us the bad motherfuckers. That's our group. And <laughs> literally it's like bad motherfucker group. And when I got into that group, I shared my anxieties. I shared my stresses. I shared my doubts and fears. And what I realized is all these other business owners shared the exact same thing, mm -hmm. just in different aspects of the life. So the first thing is to find your support system and understand that you're not alone, right? Because if it's attached to an emotional thing, you need to fix that emotional outcome, not anything to do with diet, fix the relationship, the emotion issue, whatever it may be, excuse me, that is causing the, the binge eating. The next thing I would do, stop dieting so hard if it's nutrition related. Um, a lot of times people will diet themselves super hard. And I, I fell into this for a long time. Monday through Friday, I was dieting so hard that by the time Saturday hit, I was just like, fuck everything. I'm going in on food, right? Or I had my cheat day, which, or cheat meal, which turned into a cheat day. So what I would do is like, okay, Saturday night, I'm going to have a cheat meal. I would have like a burger with a beer, right? Um, that was my plan. Mm -hmm. The next thing I know, I wake up, I'm bloated, I'm heavier. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever. Sunday's going to blow off, right? Yep. Or Sunday morning, I'm like, all right, my cheat meal is going to be breakfast. And that led into the whole day. And I would discourage my results for the whole week. So what I would say is have a better balance throughout the week because a lot of times when you have a better balance and you're eating enough calories throughout the week, what you'll find is you actually have less calories, your metabolism is staying high, you're not gonna have as much fluctuations, you're not gonna be as like hungry when the weekend comes and you're, you're actually, your mood, your emotional state is gonna be a lot different. Um, so figure out your nutrition, figure out that, don't diet so hard. That, the last thing I would say is, is just again on the emotional side of things is look into uh, like, meditation, positive affirmations, the, the foofy, cheesy shit that a lot of people don't want to do that think is just like, I don't know what the right word is, but a lot of people won't buy into it because they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to tell myself I'm beautiful. I'm going to tell myself I'm successful. And it's like, yeah, no, literally like I meditate and I repeat the same mantras in my head about myself succeeding, about my appreciating myself, about loving myself, about accepting myself. Right. And when you do that, your mind state will shift and it will change. And that's why I beat that into so many of my clients head is because it really does have an effect on your mood and on the outcome that you're going to see. Well, and something I read this week, actually speaking to that is to speak 
better about yourself because that comes across better to others too of how they perceive you. 100%. Yeah. So. It's, yeah, exactly. And the more you can do it. And then once you do that too, you'll appreciate others as well. So I think, I think it really comes down to whatever's going on in your life and kind of figuring that out and, and accepting yourself for who you are and appreciating and actually loving yourself. When you do that, usually that kind of goes away. Another question from Instagram live and, um, the name is subjectively objective. Oh shit. Is that an oxymoron? And is uh, that what an oxymoron is? I, th- I think so. Like jumbo shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like jumbo shrimp. Um, uh, what's your opinion on supplementing? I, <laughs> supplementing. He said, ha ha. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what's your opinion on supplementing on creatine, glutamine and amino acids? All right. Um, and, and one thing I want to say too, is for Phil the born burn. He just said, thanks, man. I, I do hope that helps. And I know how you feel. And I know a lot of clients who have been there. And if, if that doesn't make sense and that doesn't click with you, shoot us a DM, shoot us an email, whatever you need. I, I would love to help you out further on that, man. Cause, cause I know how, how that can be a struggle. Um, a lot of times people go Monday through Friday seeing great results and then Saturday they fuck it all up and then they start back over. And it's like this vicious cycle of never really getting past a plateau. And I've been there. So I totally get what you're saying. Um, uh, but Oxymoron. Uh, we're gonna get to your question. Uh, so, what do I think about um, creatine, glutamine, and amino acids? In supplementing them, yeah. Um, I think creatine is great. I think everybody should uh, be supplementing that. To be honest with you, um, they've had studies that they've actually had studies that show helps kids' brain health and cognition. So, kids were doing better in school when they supplemented with creatine. It's super safe. Wow. It's in meat. It's processed naturally in our body or it's developed naturally in our body, whatever. Um, so it's, it, it can't be harmful to you. There are some non-responders with creatine, meaning creatine is not really going to do much for you. Damn near impossible to figure out if that's you, except take <laughs> creatine, see if anything happens, get off it, see if anything happens. And the issue there, it's so subtle that it's not like a steroid where you take it and you're like, damn, I felt strong today. I had creatine. It's like, you just slowly recover a little bit better, meaning you can train a little bit harder. Then all of a sudden you can build a little more muscle. You can build a little more strength and it's just a cycle. So it works. It takes about two weeks to uh, saturate into your system. So it's not something that I take right now and I immediately see these results. It's more like you take it for two weeks, your, your body gets saturated and then you start utilizing because it's in your bloodstream. Um, five grams a day is all you need. I suggest everybody should take it. It's the cheapest supplement and it's also the most studied and proven supplement out there. So it's like a no-brainer to me. I, t- I supplement effective with, to take it. Yeah, absolutely. I supplement with it year-round, um, especially if you want to build muscle. I even think women who want to just lose fat should be taking it because at the end of the day, it's going to help you build muscle and build strength, which is going to help you lose fat, right? So what I will say is look for a, a, a Crea Pure label. So on the creatine bottle, it should say Crea Pure with a copyright symbol. If it has that, then you know. That's kind of like the symbol of saying – it is legit. It's pure. It's tested. It's qualified. So look for that. Um, glutamine, I think, is good for reasons that a lot of people for don't think. So a lot of people take glutamine for muscle recovery and performance and stuff like that and building muscle. It's really hasn't been proven to do very well in that setting. Like it's just not because of the way it has to be converted in the body, I believe. It just doesn't prove to do that well. But they see a lot of uh, gut health properties for it. So it's actually very beneficial for gut health. So digestion, um, good bacteria in your gut, whatever it may be, they've shown a lot of people have healthier guts because of it. So if you have gut issues, I suggest taking it, I guess. Um, Find one that's qualified. I don't take any glutamine. I'm not a big supplement guy, though. Creatine is the only supplement besides fish oil that I take. So I wouldn't recommend it. BCAs, again, eh. I think that... 
I think that if you are very, very lean, you do not want to lose any weight. If anything, you want to gain weight and you are training with weights fasted first thing in the morning, then I would take BCAs. But I would more recommend just drinking a whey protein shake because whey protein is going to actually be converted better because it has all the amino acids instead of just the um, leucine, isoleucine, and valine, uh, which are the three most dominant ones. But there's a reason why all there's like fucking 16 branch chain amino acids and they all work together to convert it into your body and be utilized. So instead of using just those three, which are the best ones and they can help you a little bit more, especially leucine, it makes sense to have them all because they'll all be absorbed a little bit better. Um, so I really don't recommend BCAs. What I do recommend is splitting your meals up evenly, three to six meals a day, protein in every meal, and you have yourself covered. You don't even need to worry about BCAs. Awesome. Boom. We got another one? That's it. Is that it? That's a wrap. That's a wrap, guys. Um, what do we got on time? 38. Good. I can go by myself. I'm ranting. Thanks a ton. Lots of love from London. Dope. We got London in the building. I love it, man. I love it. We're getting Europe out here. We got Hungary on here today. We got London. That's sick. So um, that's all we got for you guys today. If you have any more questions, shoot us a DM. Talking to the Instagram people. If you're on the podcast, shoot us an email, I guess, or follow us on Instagram at mine underscore verse underscore muscle. And we'll get back to you guys. Appreciate you all for listening. Talk to you soon. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind vs. Muscle.